Welcome, everybody, to the Autoethnographers podcast. Today, I am excited to be talking with Dr. Sandra Faulkner, Professor of Media and Communication at Bowling Green University in Ohio. Uh, and today, she and I will be discussing collage. How do collage and autoethnography go together? Sandra is the author of 2019 um text on poetic inquiry, which will be a large part of what we'll be discussing today uh, when we talk about visual collage, textual collage, hybrid collage, uh, so on and so forth. Sandra is also uh, one of the founding members of the editorial board of The Autoethnographer. Sandra, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. So Sandra, what, what do you mean by collage? Can you tell us more? Sure. So collage can be a form of visual poetry. It can be a form of textual poetry. What it means is that you're juxtaposing existing elements into something new. So you're taking pre-existing parts and arranging them. Collage poetry can include visual elements. You can juxtapose different texts like found poetry and cut up poetry and include different visual elements. The idea is that collage contains a mix of visual, audio, and textual components, and it's great for when you want to create some kind of multidimensional work. And, you know, this can work well on the page. It can also work well three-dimensionally. We could also think about incorporating elements of video as well. So this is really genre-busting. I mean, when I think about sitting down to craft something, I have my writer self, I have my poet self, I have my musician self, my art self. But I think what you're saying is collage would invite me to put all those selves together. Absolutely. And I'm just going to um, read a quote by Marjorie Perloff, who was talking about collage. Oh, and by the way, I mean, collage comes from the French collar, which means to paste or glue. Oh, right. right. So we, we can imagine physically doing that, but we also, you know, metaphorically can do right. that as well. And in poetic texts, we may, may see juxtapositions or gluing together, right, of different elements. But Perloff says, collage typically juxtaposes real items, pages torn from newspapers, color illustrations from picture books, letters of the alphabet, numbers, nails with painted or drawn images as to create a curiously contradictory pictorial surface. And each element has a kind of double function. It refers to an external reality, even as its compositional thrust is to undercut the very referentiality it seems to, to assert. Ah, so, so the pieces that are being assembled can be at, at once referential and iconic to what we know them as, but within the context of the collage, they take on their own meaning. Absolutely. Huh. Where did this begin? Oh, well, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> some of, some of the, it has a long history, but I was, um, before we were talking today, I was actually thinking about some of the Dadaists. So they actually had used this idea of collage as well. And so, um, you know, one of the things that the Dadaists would do would be to, um, you know, Cut, use cut-ups, like taking different words and, and sentences and elements from different places, and then use chants to put them together. 
Hmm. Some of the argument was that, well, this would get it like, um, you know, maybe collective unconsciousness, but that element of chance then would also create something new. I mean, sometimes in some of my work, I like to be a little bit more systematic, but I like this idea of chance. How and interesting. What, There's something yeah. very kind of ri ritualistic about the, the, the process. Absolutely. Ceremonial, crossing a threshold. So where does this begin for you, Sandra? How did you get uh, get into the collage process? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I had been, um, you know, for, for 20 plus years now, I've been, you know, I started using poetry in my social science work. And so, you know, I had started with, you know, poems about method and, and poems um, about myself and poems about participants. But then at some point as an ethnographer, you know, I realized, well, there's also other elements that I could include in here, right? So I might have pictures. So for instance, you know, doing a, um, a project on family history and family recipes. Well, you know, I've got, I've got some of these, these photos, right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, talking um, to participants, well, I've got, I've got these photos from field work. What if I was able to include some of those mm -hmm. in with um, the poetry and then the idea is, well, well, what can that do, right? When you start to include that. And of course, you know, I've made arguments before that, well, if you're going to use poetry in your work, you have to understand something about the forms and, and you know, appreciate it as a method. And so then at first I thought, well, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a visual artist, but is there a way that even though I'm not, that I would be able to include these? And so what I started to do as well then was to look at a lot of collage work. So it's like, okay, well, who's doing this and what do I find exciting about their work? And can I borrow some of those elements? And so the great thing now is that you can, I mean, certainly anybody can use Photoshop. I mean, I find it a little clunky, but there's there's all kinds of right free programs that you can use that can help you to start to put them together. And so I just started to play with image and text and I kind of liked what it was doing for the work. Can you tell us about one of your perhaps more meaningful or more memorable collages that you've created either earlier in your collage experience or recently? Yeah, I'll talk about a project that I had done a few years ago on mothering and mother work. And so I had taken um, pages from a baby book that my mother had started for me, but never finished. There was like, I don't know, three months, six months in. I mean, my, my mother had three kids at that point. I've got a brother that's 19 months younger. So anyway, but I had taken pages of that and I never created a baby book for my daughter. I took like, even though I felt all this pressure, like, well, good mothers would create baby books and they would, you know, have all these, these images and pictures and all of, you know, this was the first word. So I kind of was trying to queer that idea. So I had pages from my mother's baby book. I had ideas from the baby book I never created for my daughter. But then I also had taken pages from a pregnancy advice manual called What to Expect When You're Expecting, yeah. which I actually have found to be, I know it's very popular, but I actually found it to be kind of paternalistic and heterosexist and anyway, not very helpful. Right. So- 
so I had, I did some collage with these materials. So I had taken some pages from the what to expect book and did erasure poem, which is, can be another form of collage. And so I used, um, crayons and markers, things that you might associate with childhood to erase, right, parts of the text and then highlight other parts of the text. But in addition to that, around those pages, I had used, since it was a story of mothering, um, I had used some scraps of a felted sweater. So I knit, I learned how to knit right from my mother, my grandmother had knit. And I had had messed up a sweater like it accidentally got in the wash and then it shrunk and I thought oh my goodness and my grandmother had grown up during the depression and you were never supposed to waste anything so I had cut right. out pieces of that used applique pens and so I made these I think they're kind of attractive um, collages that then kind of retold a different story of pregnancy and and mothering. Mm. Um, and I will tell you, I was kind of thrilled because one of them that was a little bit more family friendly, right? I had entered into the local county fair and won. Oh, wow. Yes. So I was like, okay, so maybe the work is, is, is working visually because as I had mentioned before, I was like, well, I didn't have any training as a visual artist. I certainly have had training as a writer, an autoethnographer, a poet, and um, so I have six of those pieces, right? Again, with the, the different methods that that then kind of critique some of these ideas about what the pregnant body is supposed to be, what the you know what a mother's supposed to be. And I had also done some collage pieces um, with that baby with the baby book. So I had taken images, the the um, you know sonogram images of um, the baby in utero, which I find, or actually maybe maybe it's really a fetus. We could. We could probably argue. Um, but again, this might give some other people ideas, right? So I was like, I have these different kind of visual elements. So I've got these kind of creepy, you know, I, I think they're a little creepy um, pictures, which then I can ju juxtapose with some texts like Sarah Ahmed, right? So I have oh, some, yeah. then some of the literature research. So it's, you know, on being happy, right? And you're supposed to be a happy person and produce a happy baby. And so I have some of that then with some some of my poems. And so there's some pieces that juxtapose some of those images, right? Of the sonograms with, um, you know, some some of the literature as well as some of my poetry. I am so excited. I have so so many light bulbs and going off and wheels turning. So we we don't need to compare collage to anything. It is it's a meaningful process in itself. But I couldn't help Sandra but thinking about scrapbooking. All of these people that are yes. scrapbooking are essentially this. Yes. It's, it's hybrid collage with images, exactly. and with words, and with symbols and texture yes. and color and. Uh, and then that made me think of like my social media page, for example, is very much collage. I've got images and video and audio and news clippings and photos and comments. And it's like this giant kind of collage. Um, and so that commentary that a social media page is almost like a form of collage. And then your comment about entering the motherhood collages into the, into the, the local fair Yes. Made me think about what is the significance of audience in the collage process? Because I am fairly certain I have created collage at various times in my life. Sometimes I've done so within the context of a, a therapeutic 
setting. Uh, my background was, was a therapist. And of course, every good therapist has gone through therapy. Um, and so I can see how collage can be a wonderful process for the creator. So, but on the other end, uh, how important is the audience in, in this process? That's a terrific question. And when I'm initially creating the collage, I might not be thinking about audience. But then when you think, okay, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to put it in an article? Am I going to enter it in the county fair? Am I going to um, try to get it published in a literary journal? Um, or, you know, are, am I going to make postcards that I'm going to send to my family? I'll get to that project in a moment. But wow. so I think that it is important to think about the audience. Um, and the other thing is with the collage, it as, aesthetics matter. Mm. So when I'm doing the collage, I have to think about, okay, well, what about the, the composition that's working? Am I choosing the right colors here? Do I have enough images? What, what about the text? And so I want the experience when it, someone is looking at the collage to find, and maybe it's, it's not, maybe when I say it like aesthetically pleasing, I mean, maybe it's going to be not pleasing in a sense that oh this is a pretty picture but it, but it pretty... feels right for you the creator yes and so I do think about right th those elements and you know there are many who um yeah we like visual images mm -hmm. and you know addition to some of the text and so I always ask myself questions like well then, okay how is the text working with the visual elements mm -hmm. and what is it that I want um, you know, the audience to do, feel, or believe after they've looked at this. Right. Um, and so I, I think audience does matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, as, as an artist, as an autoethnographer, as a poet, you are interested in the process and, and there is a satisfaction in creation, but isn't there always some kind, and, and maybe the audience might be yourself. I think initially at first, maybe it's the, it's the self, but then if I'm looking at it, and I've had pieces that I don't think have worked, so I've not done anything beyond keeping them to myself, but if there's right. some pieces that you think, oh, there might be something here, and I want to put it out, hmm. then you do have to consider where and how and why. So where and how and why, then, would autoethnographers be interested in collage? I think it's a great way to move things beyond just the text. And I found in my own work, it was like, wow, I could really be doing more than I, it's like pushing the limits of language, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about how language, you know, has its limits and it's, it's just, um, you know, the referential and this, these, you know, one kind of representation. And so I found that it actually brought a depth to my work that wasn't there before, I also think, um, you know, as we we tend to be visually oriented, we also tend to, as you had mentioned with Facebook, we tend to live kind of multimodal now, right? With definitely text and images and videos and photos, and so I think it's a way to kind of expand what we even think about data, right? Mm -hmm. And what we think about, you know, what what to include. Um, I, I, I uh, love that. I love that. In teaching autoethnography, yeah. you know, I, I students will say, oh, I'm doing autoethnography. And I think, great. And how are you doing autoethnography? And so many younger autoethnographers, younger meaning folks newer to the to the, the process, are a little bit stumped. What do you mean? How? And so I, I well, what is the evidence? It can be visual, it can be audio, it can be textual, it can be all those things, it can be video. Yeah. So I love that 
collage is opening up the realm of possibility for what an autoethnographer considers evidence. I love that, Sandra. In, in some ways, it's kind of queering methodology. I mean, yes, yes. Had, had talked a lot about that. So um, why can't the pages of that baby book or the felted pieces of this ruined sweater, which now have new, you know, new purpose, why can't that be part of the project and have meaning, right? Because, you know, what, what's, what's included in those scraps were like stories from my grandmother and that I could actually feel crafting with her and, you know, knitting with her and, you know, um, wearing sweaters that my mother had made for me and all of that was in the pro this project of talking about about mother work right across uh three generations so why wouldn't that be part of the project Absolutely. and and it and it presents something in ways that just just prose or text alone can't Do, are there any tools or resources you might recommend for folks who are wanting to get started or or even just simply what might be the best way for for us to begin if we're interested in in this process how might even you recommend we just get started well first of all i think reading widely or looking at you know other examples that are kind of exciting to you are right. helpful Secondly, just asking yourself, well, what do I have that's related to the project I'm working on beyond just write the literature mm. or the text? And then you might be surprised. Oh, I've got these photos. Or maybe you're somebody who doodles. So maybe, or, you know, creates, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe you, you draw comics or maybe you, you, so maybe that could be part of the work. So thinking about the different ways that you come to understand and know things. Um, and that includes, um, you know, the idea of embodiment too. So maybe you play the piano. And does your book, Poetic Inquiry, does it, does it discuss some of these tools? Yes, absolutely. And, and I've got useful exercises in there. Yay, for, for the well. useful exercises. Yes, I swear to God, this did not begin as a plug for Saunders' book, but it is very quickly, I'm realizing that that is probably a great place to begin um, because we get the benefit of your experience working with collage as someone who's a creator as well as an, a more academic and the teacher side who can kind of tell us about this, this process. Um, in addition to your text, Sandra, are there any other texts or authors that you, you recommend we maybe explore? I know that Jessica Smart, who's also on the Our editorial, editorial board, board has some work on collage that would be oh, helpful. Wow. Okay, so folks check out Jessica Smart Gullion's work. Yes, um, and I think beyond that, it's just if there's some other authors. I'm Earlier, you had mentioned um, you had you had read to us a quote by uh, by a, a researcher at the start. Oh yeah, that was um, on yeah. So that so you might want to check out um, poets.org. It's oh, also okay. a place where you could find some examples of collage work. Okay, great. Um, and one thing that I want to mention that we didn't talk about is that I think that collage work is really fun to do collaboratively. Oh, wow. Okay. So 
I think it's good. So when you say why, why might an autoethnographer want to use this is that it's great for collaborative work. And especially if, if um, the collaborators have some different strengths. So maybe someone's more visually oriented, maybe someone's, you know, more textually oriented. Um, you cannot, that would be, that would be great. Wow. Well, you know, I would love for you to uh, teach a workshop on this. Uh, the autoethnographer, of course, is kicking off their summer workshop series in 2023. So perhaps, Sandra, we will learn a little more and you can guide us through our own collage project as autoethnographers. Thank you so much for, for chatting with us today. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and we look forward to reading your, uh, your additional post at the autoethnographer. Thank you so much. Have a great day.